0: wholesale beef prices continued to scale higher last week, but the sluggish packing pace and the uncertainty tied to it continued to cap cash fed cattle and futures prices. Coming up on your weekly Calf D's Price Point, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmael. Hello, and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 18th of January. Sponsored by Calf News, I'm Wes Ishmal. Uncertainty surrounding when recently sluggish beef production will return to post-pandemic normal continued to cap fed cattle and cattle futures price potential last week. For the week, negotiated cash fed cattle prices were $1 to $2 lower on a live basis in the Texas Panhandle at $136 to $137 a hundredweight, and $135 to $136 in Kansas. They are $1 to $3 lower in Nebraska at $137, and steady to $3 lower in the Western Corn Belt at $137 to $138. Dress trade was $2 lower at $218. The five area direct average steer price last week was $1.80 lower on a live basis at $136.61 a hundredweight. The average price in the beef was $1.99 lower at $217.99. Estimated total cattle slaughter last week was 621,000 head, just 1,000 head more than the previous week, and 31,000 head fewer than the same week last year. The futures price trends that you'll hear this week are week-to-week on Friday rather than Monday because equity and futures markets were closed this Monday in observance of Martin Luther King Day. So, live cattle futures closed mixed week-to-week on Friday from an average of $0.21 lower to an average of $0.26 higher. USDA's Economic Research Service increased the 2022 average expected fed steer price dollars to $137 a hundredweight compared to the previous month's projection. That's in the latest World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates. For reference, the projected annual price for last year was $122.40. Average Fed Steer prices are forecast at $139 in the first quarter, $136 in the second quarter, $134 in the third quarter, and $138 in the fourth quarter. That's with beef production this year forecast at 27.2 billion pounds, which would be 785 million pounds less, or 2.8% less than last year. Total red meat and poultry production is projected at 106.7 billion pounds, which would be 168 million pounds less, or just 0.2% less than last year. Although prices wobbled in recent days, Stephen Kuntz, Agricultural economist at Colorado State University points out, in the latest issue of In the Cattle Markets, the weekly five-area direct weighted average fed cattle price peaked recently the first week of December at $140.44 hundredweight, reaching that level for the first time since May of 2017. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of Calf News, since 1964, Calf News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at calfnews.net. You'll find everything from cattle handling tips, to an examination of ongoing challenges faced by ranchers on the Mexican border, to a reflection on grilling from the History Guy, to a profile of Matthew Bones Hooks, a pioneering black cowboy and civic leader who was recently inducted into the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. And you'll find lots more. Also, if you're in Houston for the NCBA convention and trade show, be sure to stop by the Calf News booth, which is booth number 2249. Based on weekly auctions monitored by CattleCurrent, Stout volumes of calves and feeder cattle were traded last week. Prices were mixed, but the underlying uptrend was firmly in place, especially for weights headed for summer grass. Feeder cattle futures closed mixed week-to-week on Friday, from an average of $0.45 lower in three contracts toward the front to an average of $0.63 higher. The CME feeder cattle index closed a penny higher week-to-week on Thursday at $161.80. Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, says in his weekly market comments that part of the expected price increase for calves and feeder cattle the next few months stems from seasonal trends as well as overall optimism tied to improving supply fundamentals in tandem with ongoing demand strength. Wholesale beef prices continued to climb last week, Plenty of it has to do with demand, of course, but part of it is due, once again, to the aforementioned slower packer production. Choice box beef cutout value is $12.49 higher week to week on Friday, at $284.31 a hundred weight. Select was $12.87 higher at $273.97. The CME box beef index was $10.73 higher week to week on Thursday at $276.28. Although recent wholesale prices are lower than their summer peak of around $350, mm-hmm. Kuntz points out prices prior to the pandemic were rarely above $250. He adds that any weakening in consumer retail prices for animal protein is from record high levels. He explains these high retail prices, albeit flawed, as in not capturing actual purchase price discounts, but combined with strong volumes of protein production, clearly indicate very strong demand by domestic consumers. We are approaching two years into the pandemic, he says, and the overall domestic economy is clearly signaling strength. Shorter term, Griffiths says the weather system over the weekend had the potential to impact a large portion of the nation's consumers, which could slow beef movement for a few days. At the same time, he says, beef production could be disrupted by transportation issues and those tied to workers impacted by the storm. When January 1st cattle inventory numbers are released by USDA at the end of this month, odds are they will show continued contraction of the U.S. beef cow herd, but just how much is up in the air. According to Darrell Peel, extension livestock marketing specialist at Oklahoma State University, the general feeling among analysts seems to be that the herd likely decreased 1.5% to 2% in 2021, with some possibility that the decrease was more than 2%. In his weekly market comments, Peel explains beef cow slaughter last year was 9.1% more year over year, leading to a culling rate of 11.44% for the year the highest since 2011. In 2011, he says the beef cow herd decreased 2.04%. However, he adds the net change in the beef cow herd last year also depends on what happened with beef replacement heifers. At the beginning of last year, he says beef replacement heifers represented 18.7% of the beef cow herd. He explains this level of replacement heifers indicates neither significant herd liquidation nor does it suggest aggressive expansion. In the last two decades, the beef replacement heifer percentage has varied from a low of 16.6% in 2011 during herd liquidation to a high of 21% in 2016 as the herd expanded. It has averaged 18.2%. Last year, Peel explained, the inventory of replacement heifers was higher than in 2011 as was the inventory of heifers calving. According to Peel, this likely means that some of the additional cow culling last year was offset by more bred heifers entering the herd. The heifer calves portion of the replacement heifers from a year ago may well have been diverted to feeder markets, but much of the sizable inventory of bred heifers likely entered the herd somewhere. He adds that all this discussion is complicated by drought, which impacted what producers had to do, as opposed to what they would have liked to do. When USDA issues January 1st numbers at the end of this month, Peel says the inventory of beef replacement heifers will likely be significantly lower. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 18th of January. Sponsored by Calf News, I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.